This morning, I'm going to minister on the past, the present, and the future. And it relates to the prodigal son recorded in the Gospel of St. Luke, and that is chapter 15. Then Jesus said, A man had two sons. The youngest said to his father, Father, give me my share of the property. So the father divided his property between the two sons. After a few days, the youngest son gathered his possessions and left for a country far away from home. There, he wasted everything he had on a wild lifestyle. He had nothing left when a severe famine spread throughout that country. He had nothing to live on. So he got a job from someone in that country and was sent to feed pigs in the fields. No one in the country would give him any food, and he was so hungry that he would have eaten what the pigs were eating. Finally, he came to his senses. He said, How many of my father's hired men have more food than they can eat while I'm starving to death here? I'll go at once to my father and I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and you. I don't deserve to be called your son anymore. Make me one of your hired men. So he went at once to his father. While he was still at a distance, his father, his father saw him and felt sorry for him. He ran to his son, put his arms around him and kissed him. Then his son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and you. I don't deserve to be called your son anymore. The father said to his servants, Hurry, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf, kill it, and let's celebrate with a feast. My son was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but has been found. Then they began to celebrate. May God add his blessing to the reading of his wonderful word. Let's pray. Father, in and I come to you in the name of Jesus. God, it's our desire to be a blessing to those that know you and those that know you not. And therefore, we ask for an anointing upon the word. Quicken the word. Make it alive that God, your people, will be challenged and blessed and that they may all turn to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. The past the present and the future is the title of the sermon. Let's discuss the past first. How true is the adage, time waits for no man. The common explanation verifies the fact that no man has the power to control time. Man is always subject to time. No person can ever determine their birth nor their death. Concerning the past, it is often that our past haunts us, or as others may say, it catches up on us. Our past often has a stranglehold over us. For the simple truth, we had done things that we are ashamed of. We had hurt people whom we loved, and we also have a purpose have hurt people whom we despised. We worried, for we had sown to the wind, and we are anxious, worried and afraid, 
afraid that the tornadoes, hurricanes, and whirlwinds of life is going to catch up on us. You know, the Bible says, if you sow to the wind, you will reap the whirlwind. The past must be dealt with. It cannot be ignored. Relationships must be mended. Forgiveness must be sought. The sad fact is that with our abilities, we cannot right our wrongs. There must be a way to receive forgiveness and make restitution. Just where do we begin in the process of forgiveness and reconciliation? The process begins with the guilty party, the offender, you and I. The letter A is the very first letter of the alphabet. In like manner, A for acknowledgement is the first letter in the process of forgiveness and reconciliation. In no way are we to blame the offended. We must take cognizance of our failure. We must admit and confess Three important steps when followed in chronological sequence will determine our forgiveness and reconciliation. Step one, acknowledge your sin against the offended. Step two, acknowledge not only that you have sinned against the offended, you also have sinned against God. Notice, reading the scripture, it's mentioned twice that the prodigal had sinned twice. He says, rather he mentions the fact that he sinned against God. He sinned against heaven and he mentions that twice. Acknowledge not only your sin against the offended, but also your sin against God. Forgiveness and restitution is twofold, man and God. Step two, once acknowledgement is determined, Move toward the offended. Go seeking forgiveness and reconciliation. Do not delay your action. Procrastination is the thief of time. Not acting immediately often leads to prolonging the necessary action and it will finally rob you of the opportunity of ridding yourself of your deep hurt of not reconciling with the offended. Let's talk about the present. Tell me, is it possible to live in our past? Is it possible that our past can live in our present state and even in our future state? The answers are most definitely yes. How is this possible? I'm confessing and making no effort toward reconciliation will live with us if we do not acknowledge, confess, repent and reconcile. How often have we laid awake unable to sleep because our sins towards our fellow man and God haunt us? How often have we avoided those who we sinned against? Our spirits are scarred with unconfessed sins against our fellow man. Let's discuss the future. No doubt our past has the power to determine our present and future. However, our present state also has the power to determine our present state and future state 
void of our past with all its horrible sins and failures. The Word of God shows us how we may once again live a life void of condemnation and self-guilt. All we must do is confess our sins of the past and present states, repent thereof, and even when we seek reconciliation with the offended and they will not forgive us nor reconcile with us, God, in His wondrous mercy, will forgive us and praise God, though our sins had separated us from God, we will be reconciled to God, our Heavenly Father. The prodigal son followed three steps of forgiveness and reconciliation. And that being, he acknowledged his sin. He acknowledged his sin that he had sinned against heaven and his father. Noted that he, note that he had mentioned the fact that he had sinned against heaven twice. He went to his father seeking forgiveness and reconciliation. His loving father forgave him and done four special things to make his son feel wanted, loved, and forgiven. First and foremost, he clothed his son with a new robe. Secondly, put a ring on his finger. Thirdly, put new shoes on his feet. Amen. And then fourthly, they had a party of celebrating the fact that the wayward son had come home. Now, let me say this. He took off the old robe and the father put on a new robe. You know, the Bible says that Jesus became sin, that we might be clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We put off sin and that sin was placed on Jesus on the cross of Calvary. And in turn, Jesus took his righteousness and clothed us with his righteousness. Wonderful. They had a party. Amen. The son had come home. Do you know when an unsaved man, an unsaved, unsaved woman comes to Jesus Christ, the angels rejoice in heaven. There's a party going on. The Bible tells me clearly, and that with great emphasis, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no one who is righteous. And therefore, we need to make right with God and our fellow man. We all sin. We squandered a good God-given life on sin. We found ourselves in the pigsty of sin. But praise God, today we acknowledge our sin. We are coming back to God, seeking forgiveness and reconciliation. Not only are we seeking reconciliation with God, but also with our fellow man whom we also had sinned against. God is allowing us to take off the garments of sin and to be clothed with his garment of righteousness, just as if we had not sinned. For God made him who knew no sin, amen, that we might become the righteousness of God. God is placing a spiritual ring on our finger, symbolizing the emblem of the family. Amen. Saying and stating to us that because we have the emblem of our familyhood with God, we are now children, sons and daughters of God. The Bible says, but to as many as receive him, Jesus Christ, 
to God, to them, God gave power to become the sons of God. Last but not least, the father put new shoes, new sandals on his feet. Before that, his feet were swift to run and to sin. Now that new sandals are on his feet, he now runs to the house of God to worship God. I trust that the short, short sermonette has challenged you, that you feel in your heart that you have to right all the wrongs in your life, that you have to make right with your fellow men, and even more so with your God. We all sinned, we all come short. But let me say this, the hand of God is stretched out towards you. Just as that father every day went out looking for his son, so has God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to seek you out. For the Bible says, all we like sheep had gone astray. But Jesus had come to save us, the lost sheep of his pasture. I want to pray with you. I want to trust God that after you've heard the sermon, that you will make right with your fellow man and you will make right with your God. And even if your fellow man does not want to forgive you, the mere fact that you've gone to him and the mere fact you've gone to God, God will forgive you. He'll wash you clean of your sin. You'll be a brand new person. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away and praise God, everything becomes new. Amen. You are clothed with the righteousness of God. Amen. When God looks from heaven, he sees you perfect in Jesus Christ. So let's pray together. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And we realize we all have sinned. We've sinned against God and our fellow man. But Father, we are acknowledging our sin this morning. Forgive us of all our sins. Forgive us, O oh God, of our bad action towards our fellow man, even towards you, O oh God. Wash us in the blood of the Lamb and make us brand new, O oh God. Write our names in the book of life. Make us citizens of the household of God. And Father, we will not be slow to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Thank you, God, for the emblem of family once again, that we are family of God, the ring of God of righteousness, the clothed, the, 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 the garment of righteousness. Oh, we bless you. Oh, God, having our, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel as well. Oh, we worship you. We worship you and we bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. Blot out our transgressions. And Father, bury our past. Cast all our sins in your sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again. Father, we believe, though the devil will try and haunt us with, the, with, with our past, God, you will blot it out in Jesus' name. Father, we know that our past can determine our present state and even our future. But when our past is under the blood, it cannot in any way give us a, a, a negative present and a negative future because we believe in the only Son of God. Our future is bright because Jesus, the light of the world, leads us into our future. And we bless you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. On behalf of Mrs. D, Dolores, my dear wife, 
on behalf of our IT technician, Brother Ian and his wife, Catherine, we wish you a blessed Christmas. Amen. And we also bless, uh, trust that God will bless you in 2020, that you will lack no good thing, but above all, that God will unveil himself to you. Keep us in your prayers as we look forward to 2020, trusting that God will use us for his praise and glory. God bless. Bye-bye. Amen.